Welcome to the Church of the Geek podcast, episode number 14, The Pilgrimage of the Geek. As always, I'm David Hansen, and I am joined for Church of the Geek by Brian Bennett. We're a pair of geeks who are also passionate about our faith. We're both Lutheran pastors. I serve a congregation in Texas, and Brian serves in campus ministry in Pennsylvania. This week, we had the privilege of being joined by Sean Gohues and Megan Hansen. Sean is Melb Welsh Church, and Megan is at Megateer on Twitter. We hope you'll connect with each of them and, and get to know them a little bit better. And you can also follow our little podcast on Twitter, at Geek Church. And hey, why don't you tell our friend, your friends and neighbors all about us? In this episode, we talk about pilgrimage. All those journeys to places that matter to us, both geeky and religious. Why do we take them, and, and why do they matter so much? With all the extra voices in the room, thanks so much to Brian for his extra work editing and, and make it work uh, this week. He did a fantastic job, and, and it turned out to be a great podcast. So go ahead and slide into the back pew at the Church of the Geek and enjoy this episode. So welcome to this week's uh, Church of the Geek. Uh, have uh, some special guests with us here. Uh, I'm David at Rev underscore David. Uh, with me, as usual, is my co-host Brian Bennett. Hi, Brian. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. Happy summer or almost end of summer to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I am almost out of summer because the students are coming back very very soon. Awesome. Well, I'm joined here uh, in the woodlands uh, by my wife, Megan, at Megateer on Twitter. Hi, Megan. Hello. Thanks for being with us. And also uh, from Melbourne, Australia, Sean Gohius. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do? Yeah. Hi. How you doing? Tell me a little bit about yourself, Sean. Why are you here? Uh, I'm here to be a geek. I came over to, to, to learn a bit about social media from Reverend Dave. And, uh, yeah, we're learning a lot. It's going well. It's going well. Excellent. Uh, so um, Sean's been with us uh, since Monday. Uh, he was uh, last week uh, in Denver with Pastor Nadia Boltz-Weber. Uh, he'll be uh, next week in Baltimore with uh, Meredith Gould and Jason Chestnut and Julie Stecker and others up there. Where did we go yesterday, Sean? We went to NASA. And, and and how'd you feel about going to NASA, Sean? It was awfully good. <laughs> and, and 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 on the list of priorities of things we needed to see in Houston, where where did NASA fall? Uh, number one. Number one. Yeah. Number one. And and um, uh, what sorts of things were you doing in the car as we drove to NASA? I was giggling. I was laughing. I was jumping up and down and going, "We're going to NASA. We're going to NASA." Just laughing. <laughs> So th this was our geek pilgrimage to NASA. You ever been on a geek pilgrimage, Brian? Um, I, I can't say that I've been on a pilgrimage. No, I've had certain events, but I've, I've never been on a pilgrimage. 
See, we, geek, we, geek pilgrimage. We, we've done church geek pilgrimages, Megan and I. Uh, when we were, when we were in, uh, uh, Minnesota last, uh, we went to this little chapel. And, and which chapel was that, Megan? The Chapel of the Grasshoppers. Grasshopper Chapel we went to. <laughs> And and I looked about like Sean looked going to NASA. I was jumping up and down in giddy about going to the Grasshopper Chapel. Uh, it, it was an amazing experience. Um, yeah, we'll have to post a picture of the front of the chapel. That's the true. You'll truly get it when you see the picture. Yeah, yeah it, I, I, I'm a little confused about this, but I've never heard of this. So yeah, I think a picture would be awesome. Yeah, no, no, no. They, they have an engraved. Um, you can just see my hand. That's kind of funny. I'm talking with my hands. That's all you can see. Um, that's great for a blog, for a for a podcast, right? To talk about visual images. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that helps. Um, it's got a, a, a carved into the entrance. It's got a pair of grasshoppers kneeling before the Virgin as she is assumed into heaven. <laughs> wow. This this is a thing. So, Sean, tell me, when when did you first hear about the Johnson Space Center in NASA? Let's get away from the Grasshopper Chapel. Yeah, yeah um, I, I, NASA's been a part of my life since I was a kid. I was I was born as Apollo thirteen was in trouble. So, as I've been growing up, my parents have been telling me all about you know the the, the space program and all that kind of sort of stuff. And then I remember the first shuttle launch. Um, all it's just been there, and it's just always something I've always wanted to go and do. And when I'm fortunate enough to get on this trip one of the first things i thought was i'm going to texas i'm going to houston i've got to go to the space center got to go to space. and did that experience uh um change sort of your visual images that go with those memories oh massively yeah because we, we saw the saturn five and yeah. that was just it's big i know it's big it's absolutely monstrously big you just you just don't know how big it is until you see it so at, at the Johnson Space Center, they have in, in this huge building an yeah. entirely assembled uh, Saturn V rocket, um, if you've not been. Yeah. And it's big rocket. Big. Big rocket. Yeah. I've, I've seen it multiple times, and it's still, every time I walk in, it's bigger than I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bigger than you think it is. And it's a, basically a 45,000-ton bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. And I still can't get over it, but I saw it yesterday. I, no, I still can't. It's, I cannot process that thought. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, and it, it, you know, it, it occurs to me that this does this 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 change the scene. I, I I have to go back and visit Sean uh, because he's got to take me up to New Zealand. Down to New Zealand. Yeah, Down, whichever. <laughs> You're on the bottom anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's basic <laughs> geography. <laughs> <laughs> because you're right. I need to go to New Zealand. I need to see Hobbiton. Mm. Absolutely, been there. Lovely, great place. Right, and I, I want to see it and touch it and 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 and, and touch the things that Frodo touched <laughs> and and drink Hobbit beer. Hobbit beer. I want Hobbit beer. I want to go. I, I, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to just lay in the grass, <laughs> the greenness of it all. I just want to, and just kind of be sucked down into the substance of Hobbiton. That would be. That would be awesome for me. You can sit under the party tree. You can actually sit under the uh, under the party don't tell tree. Me that. Don't no no. Yeah, done that. Sat under the party tree. Looked up. Can, Brilliant. Can you sit under the party tree and have a beer? You could take it, yeah. You could, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and a big long pipe right. that you could smoke. 
I'm, I'm trying to figure out. You know, we have contractors out at the house because we just moved into a new house, so we're getting odds and ends done. I wonder how much it would take to get a round door put in the front. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a good idea, but I wonder. Mm, no. <laughs> um, but this is a thing we do. We go to places, and, and, and we Protestants, we're bad about talking about this because we say every place is holy. and, and yeah. yeah, every place is. God is everywhere. God yeah. is everywhere. Yeah. Right? But there's something, too, going to some of these places um, of our faith um, in the same way that there is for our um, geekiness. <laughs> right? There's something, too, going to those places and, and being in those places. Um, I've done a couple of what I'd call pilgrimages uh, for my faith. Uh, and there's something, too, walking in those places and just soaking them up and... and for me, the, the, the biggest one was um, uh, Wittenberg, Wartburg, Eisleben, the, the places of the Lutheran Reformation, and, and soaking those places up that I had just immersed myself in the history of. Uh, I know you've been to the Holy Land. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, uh, especially as Protestants. Uh, so we went on a trip during seminary, it's a Presbyterian seminary. So there were a few Methodists along, a few others who were not Presbyterian, but um, we really, we struggled at some of the sites in the Holy Land because they're so uh, ornate and overblown and um, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, oh my that was difficult for us. It's It's got its own beauty and mystery, but there's a, also a challenging history there. Um, so we actually prefer um, where the pro- there's a Protestant Golgotha. <laughs> um, wh- and part of it comes... Well, let's be honest. It's not Golgotha. It's just a pretty spot. Well, it, I mean, there's historical reasons and blah, blah, but it is. It And, and it's more simple. And, and there are the spots that we really, that we discussed the most were not the really gaudy places. There was, uh, actually, there was one Orthodox church that we went to that was very beautiful, but there weren't a lot of people there. And that was part, for us, was, was I think helpful. But one of the most powerful places we went was um, the uh, beach. Uh, there's one of the churches, Peter's churches is next to the beach that is supposedly the beach where Jesus fed the disciples after he rose from the dead. Um, and I have this image in my head before I went and when I would teach the story, I love that text. Um, and you go and it actually was like my imagination. So many of the places in Israel weren't, but it was exact, and it was amazing to make that pilgrimage. Yeah. What, what about you, Brian? Other than Heinz Field, um, what <laughs> what pilgrimages do you take? Yeah. Um, no. So when uh, when I was in seminary, we took a pilgrimage, my wife and I, with uh, seminary uh, classmates to Taizé mm-hmm. uh, in France, and yeah. um, that. That was probably the the I've done the I've done the uh, Lutheran thing you know in Germany yeah. and and that was cool um, and that was that was really nice but that wasn't part of a, a literal pilgrimage per se this that today yeah. was and it was um, to be there uh, in the midst of that to order our lives um, by their pattern and and to be among people from all over the world and, and, and have conversation and fellowship. And that was, that was a really uh, great moment. Yeah. 
Well, and and uh, uh, Sean, you're you're from Wales, uh, um, where there are lots of old things. Yeah, there are. Um, you know, I mean, more than a hundred years. Oh yeah, yeah. I lived in a house that was built in 1604. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you You've have got history that? there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit. Do you, have you spent time in those places where there is that sort of sense of holy place? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's um, the retreat centers that you go to the, the, from from the churches. You can organize retreat re, re, retreat retreats to place to monasteries that have been there for you know a thousand years. Yeah, and there is this sort of steeped holiness in there. Yeah, yeah. It's there is there is a feeling of 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 timelessness. There's a feeling of of sort of um, a depth of prayer that's been going on for you know a thousand years, and you're just adding to that. It's almost it's almost seeping out of the walls. That it's it's amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder how we, you know, apart from going there, because it's great when we can go there. I can't see you. You can't see me. Apart from going there, how do we help people get that sense of space, that sense of place, where we are? Uh, well, I think you know, for me, it's been a matter of, and and actually, so as I move along in uh, campus ministry. I actually have what I what I'm calling to talk about campus ministry as a as a outpost for Christian spiritual formation. We yeah. have three three things that we're seeking to develop: uh, peer ministry. Uh, we're we're re- redeveloping that at, at our place. Um, prayer in the in the ordered sort of uh, hours, right? Um, to to help us see that pattern in our lives. And the third one is literally pilgrimage to engage our not just you know time or space, but pilgrimage brings both of those wraps both of those together. Um, it, it orders our lives and, and has us move our body kind of through some space. So for us, one of the things that we, we've talked about um, is starting small and then learning to find the places that are around that that we we can see. Um, a couple places we have uh, just in Pittsburgh alone, you know, trying to help folks understand this sort of thing. And um, there's a there's an old church uh, that from about World War One had these murals painted, um, and then the the church actually got uh, demolished because of the highway going through. They they built a new church and they recommissioned those those paintings. They put back uh, up on the walls, you know, and these are uh, like. Um, Jesus standing between World War One soldiers who were going at e- at each other, and uh, so to to find those sort of things um, that can that can open some open us up to that you know like the Saturn V, it's bigger and it's more than you imagine. Yeah. To see some of these paintings, right? You know, like oh yeah, Christians peacemakers, you know, or, or Christ the end the the peace of that you know, and it just bam, there it is. And I hope brings them into that. So, anybody besides me ever read the Cold Fire trilogy? Any? any no, no. Uh, Cold Fire trilogy is um, Cecilia Friedman. Uh, fascinating story about magic and faith, um, uh, and, and the setting is that such that um, the places that are safe during seismic activity and magical activity. Um, in particular, and, and it's not explicitly named to be Christian, but you kind of assume that it is, are the churches because they have been given strength and power by the centuries of prayer in the same place. Um, and, like, I know that's not our theology, but I think there's something to that. When 
another Israel story. They're all Israel stories. No. Um, but actually, uh, we went to Megiddo when we were there. And um, we, in the Bible, we see this place of apocalypse and of um, the end times. Well, it was the crossroads. So wars often happen there. Battles happen there. And so it made sense. But they also had this altar space that they the Germans discovered uh, when uh, doing archaeological digs there but it wasn't just one altar it was Megiddo has I can't remember how many layers but you know 20 layers or something of cities built on top of the same spot and they put the altar in the same place every time even if it had been completely destroyed and the pe- the new people uh, living there didn't know anything about the people before. There was something about that space that drew them um, and spoke to them. And so it isn't it isn't just a Christian thing, but there's something about certain places that draws humanity um, and and makes us feel close to God. I just want to ask a question. Uh, we're banding this word pilgrimage about. Yeah. What do we mean by it? What do we mean by pilgrimage? Is it somewhere we go to learn something new or just somewhere we go to experience something? Uh, that's a good question. Um, is there a difference between experiencing it and learning it? Oh, definitely. Say more. I've experienced Saturn V. I've seen it. I've seen it launch. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen it on the telly. But actually going there and seeing it and actually learning about it was just a completely different experience. It's bigger, it's better, it's it's larger, it's whiter, it's you know, it's it's just so much so different to how you expect it to be. But isn't the the experience part of the learning? Oh yeah, it can right? be. That's it can what I'm be. saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it can yeah, if, yeah. If you really experience it, you do learn something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Good point. Yeah, fair right? enough. Right? Um I, I think you can disconnect learning from experience one way. You can learn about things without experiencing them. Yep. But I think you can't experience things without, without learning. learning. Yeah, okay, so maybe I got the wrong way around. Yeah. yeah edit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fix that. <laughs> um, but I think um, for me, uh, what I mean by pilgrimage, um, and I think that this is what it all drives at for me, um, is there is this uh, desperate need that we have um, to be connected to something bigger. Uh, and, and, um, these journeys to holy places, um, allow us to see that our faith is, is a physical thing. We're sacramental people and, and, and that gives us the ability to touch and feel it. Um, but also to connect us to something beyond ourselves. Um, and so when Sean gets off the plane, uh, and I, I pick him up and we immediately start finishing each other's very, very geeky sentences. And we realize that we have a thing that connects us that is bigger than both of us and bigger than our, um, American or Welsh or Australian cultures. Uh, but it's something beyond that. Um, there's a connection there. Um, that being connected to something bigger. Yeah. I, I want to, I'll just add one more thing about pilgrimage. I do think there's a, there is a sense of intentionality that happens with pilgrimages. I mean, there are times we can stumble upon something that is uh, wonderful and it's a fantastic experience. But I think like you going to the, to the, to the center is that, you know, you knew you had to go to the center to see the Saturn five. I mean, that was the one thing you, you, you saw that you were doing. Um, so for intentionality, I think is a really important part of, of pilgrimage. 
Yeah, it's a, yeah. I, yeah, it was, I wanted to go there, deliberately wanted to go there to see that. That was part of the decision was to go to, to worship at the feet of the great Saturn V, you know what I mean? It's that kind of, <laughs> sort of sit there in this ama- amazing thing you've seen since childhood and you've read about and you've, you, 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 you know, you know, I, I knew what it looked like. But walking in and actually seeing it for real was unbelievably amazing. And it's the kind of experience that people get. They, they get it at Teze. They get it, they get it in Israel. Mm-hmm. And occasionally they get it in, in little churches mm-hmm. where they don't expect it. And all of a sudden they're sitting at the feet of something almighty. Yeah. I have a, a kind of related question to that. So in the name itself, uh, pilgrimage is really... The journey is is part of the goal. The destination is is important, and it causes you to go on the journey. But the journey itself is very important. And as you know, in the British tradition, I mean, their pilgrimage is part of the um, the religious experience in the United Kingdom, and. Um, and like Canterbury Tales is based off of a pilgrimage, and that was a common thing. So I have a question for you, Brian. Um, in your uh, pilgrimages with your students, what what are you hoping for um, out of out of those common journeys? Um, because the goal is important, but so is the journey. Uh, well, I mean, what I want um, is 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 a sense that of what I want out of all of it. I want there to be a sense of transformation um, in the way we see and understand our faith and what that means for us, how that, how that happens. I mean, that's why I think the pilgrimages we can do uh, locally or, or, or more. In fact, one of my, one of my pilgrimages that I have in mind, we can go um, from Pittsburgh all the way to DC along rail trail you know, uh, repurposed railroad trails, um, Great Allegheny Passage to the to the Cumberland Trail. Um, that would be a pilgrimage. I mean, in a sense, to go from Pittsburgh to, to D.C., maybe stop at the National Cathedral, but that is all journey. That is pure, and, and, and having been on part of that trail and seeing, so, you know, the ways you could shape that out of, uh, in the midst of uh, daily prayer and um, meditation upon Scripture uh, from that, um, that literally is all journey. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's something that we're looking at. How, how does that do? What is it? How does it shape us and form us to go through? And I'm going to say one thing, David. I'm glad you brought up the word sacramentality. You know that the whole notion. And I think if we talk about God is everywhere and God is, um, you know, it's it. Why do we label some places as special? Right. Well, we know yeah. in that in the in the sacrament, right? God comes and and particularly in the in the in the meal, Christ is present in that bread and in that wine for us. And it's the great Luther quote, right? Christ is present just as he's present in the cabbage soup, but he's present there right. in a special way because he has promised to be. And I think somehow we do sense that in those places something happens, uh, so, or something has happened that it begins to not just um, be a, a, a special place, but something that changes us. People are changed through that. Yeah, I, th- I think we neglect the reality that um, 
we are. I think we are. Um, uh, Alexander Schmemann names it that that one of the core things about who we are is we are sacramental as human beings. That we need physical stuff to remind us about these um, spiritual realities. Uh, e- even even faith that doesn't name it as sacramental is sacramental. It has this sort of physical element to it. And to me, that's a big part of pilgrimage is having the the earth to smell and, and, and the smell of the incense that is soaked into the wood pews in an ancient church and, and you know, what, whatever it is in that particular place, that, that physical stuff that we can touch and feel and sell, smell that gives it physicality and we're, we're physical and I mean, that's who we're created to be. As a, as, a, ooh, as a sacramental journey, it's also a daily journey. One of the things that is brilliant about the North Wales coast where I'm from, well, actually all of Wales, you can actually go from holy site to holy site, and each each site is a day's trip. So you can actually go from one day in the morning in Hollywell, you can move on to the next one, wherever the next one next one is, and you take the sacrament in the morning, you can take the sacrament at night, but you've done the journey to get there. And it's just it's, that kind of reminders reminds us of the of the dailiness of our of our need for it, if you like. So um, uh, Megan pointed out, and she's absolutely right. Uh, Joe Smith uh, at your average pastor, your AVG pastor, uh, is, is absolutely going to hate us for all this journey language, um, which. Yeah, I think it is legitimate because we're talking about actual journeying instead of metaphorical journeying. <laughs> but there's something to a faith that is called the way, yeah. right? Uh, we're we're made to journey. Um, we're made to not stop believing. We're made to hold on to that feeling. Well, and <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, but I think what your point about physicality is. So absolutely true. And I think what was so powerful about those sites uh, that we did visit and Taze too, being there and seeing with your own eyes. And uh, when we were on the beach in Israel, being able to pick up the rocks along the Sea of Galilee where the disciples, even if it wasn't that spot, it was a spot a lot like that spot. And I mean, that's it really changes how you read scripture. Um, when you've been to those places that where it was written. Yeah, I, I think that there's also the sense that we know some of the personalities that are involved, you know, th- at least through the stories. It helps draw us into the story um, that's that's in there. The So because I was thinking about Taze, right, and the, one of the sort of the moments of the of the trip was there was a point during the week where Brother Roger came out. And he sat there and, and he, he spoke with each one of us one-on-one. And um, it added something because all around their, their chapel, there were these big, like, rose, rosemary bushes. And, and his hands smelled of rosemary oil. And he grabbed my hand, you know, and stuck. it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots of um, finding meaning uh, as we, we move along the way and, and find our place. Um, so this is going to take a little bit longer than normal, um, but I think I want to end with our our usual last question, uh, and I'll I'll let you go first, Brian. Uh, what's the geekiest thing you've done this since the last I talked to you? Last weekend, my wife and two younger children were out of town, and so that left me and my older son uh, to be around. We had the we had the geekiest weekend. Um, uh, 
I had to do a, a wedding, so I had a rehearsal Friday night and um, the actual wedding Saturday. But so while he had to be with me uh, for it, when we weren't there, we were doing crazy stuff. We we did the Sharknado marathon, uh, nice one and two, and then um, we, uh, we got part of the Hobbit in. We did Guardians of the Galaxy on on Saturday. Um, and then that night we watched the uh, Day of the Doctor. <laughs> or wait, was it Time of the Doctor? Darn it. I have both and we watched one and I can't remember which one. It was, was one. It, was, it, was it the 50th anniversary special or the one preceding it? It was the it was the episode with the War Doctor. The, right, with, the special. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that so that's which one that's, was that? That's that was, Day of the Doctor. Day of the Doctor. I'm a bad, bad geek. Bad Brian. Bad Brian. That's okay. You can edit it out. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, how about you, Megan? What, what's the geekiest thing you've done recently? Gosh, we've done a lot of geeky things because uh, we went to NASA twice in basically two weeks. Uh, we went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. We, I, but I think the kind of epitome of geekdom that we've been doing and will continue to do is we discovered heaven for geekdom uh, right around the corner from our house uh, there's a comic book store that also has toys and games yes and it is awesome and they do camp lego camp and minecraft camp and all those sorts of camps during summer for kids mm-hmm. um they have game nights and they have a coffee shop with excellent food so the fact that we're not there all the time and that yeah they don't they don't have to kick us out yet is pretty amazing it's been that's been awesome. So, and uh, how about you, Sean? <laughs> what, what 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 are some geeky things you've done recently, Sean? Wow, huh, Sean. Mm, well, there was that little trip to NASA, which was kind of that wasn't geeky at all. That was that was pilgrimage. That was that was living my my geeky faith. That was holy. That was, and it was a very holy place. But I think the the, the, the geekiest thing I, I'll sum it up in, in in three words. You know, we are Groot. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, you know, for me, um, gosh, it was uh, about a year ago I got a message from uh, this uh, a guy whose Facebook profile was uh, his red-dyed beard uh, and a pirate costume whom I had never met. And he said, hey, I wonder if I can come hang out with you for a week. I'm coming from Australia. Uh, and I said, yeah, in fact, I have a guest room. <laughs> Um, and, and, and just being open to that experience and, and knowing that, um, uh, and I don't know whether that's a church geek thing or a geek geek thing, but being open to that experience and, and knowing that, um, uh, somehow it would work out and, and then, um, uh, discovering that, uh, uh, there's an Australian version of me, uh, <laughs> or an American version of me. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's frightening, uh, but but extremely geeky and fun, and uh, been a a great journey. It has. Thank you very much for all you've done to me. Yeah. It's been it's been amazing. And what NASA? Mm. NASA. <laughs> uh, and we'll have to sit down and and uh, soon dissect uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think, um, Brian. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, what a. That was just a fantastic yeah. little piece there. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that for sure. Um, but for now, uh, Geek Be With You.
And also with you. All right, we're out. Thank you for listening to this 14th episode of the Church of the Geek. I hope you'll connect with us both on Twitter. I'm Rev underscore David, and Brian is at Brian underscore O underscore Bennett. And until next time, geek be with you. Thank you.